What's up, everybody? Galactic Tribe Podcast, ATOH The Outsider here. And yeah, we were gone for a little bit. Now I'm glad to be back. Had to do a lot of writing, a lot of a lot of grant writing, a lot of corporate stuff to keep the things running. But you know, that, that period is done. Yeah. <laughs> Cash rules. And it's a Woo Wednesday. So shout out to that as well. Lelouch, how you feeling, brother? I'm pretty good, man. Um this week has been going by pretty quick. I wasn't expecting this random storm that we just are currently getting hit with, but besides that, it's been a pretty good week, man. Yeah, we've I'm, had a couple. We've had a couple storms since. <laughs> well, not storms, but just like a couple of geographical anomalies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what the f- was that earthquake, yeah. right? <laughs> yes, and now I got to edit out that FYM because. You forgot which you forgot which show you're on. Right. No. <laughs> too many, it's all too good. many shows. Too many shows. <laughs> too many shows. Too many shows. It's, right, no, it's, just, it's right at the beginning. No, I, I can take it out. I can take it out. Sorry, we'll come up with like a real funny sound for it. Maybe like a, a toot or something. Uh <laughs> well, now that you know the ground rules, we, we, can just we throw definitely in the, the, the sound of uh Mbaku getting punched by Namor. That's the sound oh, that man. covers yeah. <laughs> That was a deep okay. sound too. We probably had to censor that too. Honestly, <laughs> we got a special guest in the building today, all the way from GA. Our brother Charlie, what's going on, brother? Hey, I am doing splendiferous, my brother. Uh, I wish my week was going by as fast as Otis's, but it's it's it's, it's getting there. Friday can't come fast enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Wednesdays. Uh, I noticed a lot of people working out um, on my feed, just like a lot of people. You know, sticking to the routine or starting their routine. So I was like, I was pretty interested in seeing that. I was doing my leg workout here. I got online. It seemed like everybody, every other person I scroll by was doing some workouts. So shout out to shout out to y'all. If y'all listen to this podcast, um, and if you don't, then maybe this is a sign that you you should get your butt in the gym and and you know do some or not in the gym. Work out at home. I got an app that I was using. So you know, because right, I mean, January didn't count. If you still want to do your New Year, New You, New Body, go ahead, hit the gym. It's okay. Why not? Why not? Yeah, it's never too late. It's never too late. Uh, still got to get Lelouch in the building for some uh, Capoeira, so that is, yeah. that should be fun. Yeah. Yep, good knees. Yep. Good knees. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Capoeira up close? Either one of y'all? Never up close. Uh, no. Never up close. Uh, the closest I've gotten to it was seeing people getting kicked by Eddie Gordo. Um, but I, mean, I, like I definitely want mouth. to. Mm, mm. What did you say, Charlie? I said I like my teeth in my mouth. <laughs> well, I don't know if you like part of our audience watching it. That's what I that's what I was uh referring to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm just trolling. It's not it's, it's definitely a vibe in person. So um soon, very soon, very soon, very soon. Uh so today on the Galactic Tribe, we are talking about a number of things. Uh top of the list is Kangamania, the, the official new name for Ant-Man Quantum Media yes. is Kangamania, at least in this house it is. So we're going to talk about that film a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, we got an event this Saturday. Hopefully this might this podcast might be released next week, but we are doing a youth panel um, on this Saturday, the 25th. And so we'll be talking about that with all that entails. And then next month, Women's History Month, we got a couple of things lined up, including our our second second or third this is our second uh convention that we've officially been at so i am really excited about that i know you are all too so yeah let's jump into it so uh lelouch you want to introduce the film oh yeah uh so 
I guess for for most people, this this film that we're talking about is called Ant Man and Wasp: Quantum Mania. But like uh, like my partner over here said, it is Kanga Mania. We I went to see that movie for Kang. That was supposed to be his movie, <laughs> and the fact that he didn't win <laughs> is upsetting to me. Mm. But besides that, you know, what I'm saying I guess the movie was tolerable. Uh, there, uh, there's been a lot of mixed reception on it. Like, I mean, the critical score for it on Rotten Tomatoes is like where I score the movie, and then the audience scores where everybody else scores it. I guess. Okay. Uh, but but, but I mean, we we saw it together, so I, I know I know a bit of your how you feel about it. What, mm. what do you think about it, uh, Charlie? I know we talked about it on on uh, then and now, but let's get let's get to the real, like non spoiler. What you thinking about the movie, Brady? Uh, it was it was it was solid for me. Most of the issues I saw was in the editing. Like mm. if you watch the movie for like the first third, they cut stuff really awkwardly, like at the beginning and stuff, and it, like it, the pacing of it was really off that way. Um, you could tell that the green screen, like for me, a lot of the issues I saw was in post production. Mm. Um, obviously, there was some acting stuff here and there, but I think most of that too came from the writing because some of the lines were really awkward and yeah. kind of cringy outside of the Kang stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, edits, the cuts were really, really bad. Like, very, I'm, I'm not the guy to say that I can do things better than professionals, but in this case, those cuts were really bad. I, I, I honestly believe I could have done better on those. You got to think about it, right? You're like, wait a minute, I wouldn't cut that there. I would let that drag out just like a little bit longer mm-hmm. and make sure that punch connects or that follow through or whatever transition. Yeah. That's a I million guess. dollar film. <laughs> Somebody got paid to Multi, do that. Multi million dollar film. Big they bucks. Played, I think uh, the budget for it was just not even for the uh, just the marketing. But the movie itself cost them about like 125 mil. Lord. So like, yeah, that's the best you can come up with after. I mean, so uh, one one thing: did this movie feel like a Star Wars movie to y'all? Like, it felt like like a a light Star Wars one to me. Like, is it it because of the family drama, or was it something else? So because of the 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 scenery, how they kind of. You uh, push the sci-fi a bit heavy, you know, the different environments, the different, uh, the different alien races. Mm-hmm. It, it, it felt like, uh, like I mean, not not in a good way. It didn't feel like a good version of Star Wars. It yeah. felt like you know, third trilogy Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. some better parts. Hmm. Yeah, the movies weren't good either. <laughs> I'm a Star Wars fan. <laughs> you know third trilogy is the worst the worst trilogy to me so mm-hmm. that's why i was comparing it to that no, yeah that's the better part we'll get into that later My bad. <laughs> it was a bit it was a bit campy which i can kind of expect from the ant-man and the wasp movies like just ant-man movies in general have always been like a bit campy and light so mm-hmm. it was hard for them to mix the the dark aspect of it which is kang trying to escape so he can bring on a multiversal genocide so um, and then with the aliens and stuff, I, 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 I'm not too bothered by that. Like, I guess they kind of had to have the silly alien, the one, the, the one that was trying to put the goo in people's mouths. Like, that was kind of hilarious to me. Um, and just like the variety of different characters. So, and in a, in a way, it did feel like some some Star Wars stuff. But third trilogy, yeah, yeah. No, but for me, those were the parts I actually enjoyed more. I enjoyed the yeah. world building he tried to do. Yeah. Most of the issues I had was like the script writing when it came to the dynamic between the Pym family they tried to run. Like it, it that was supposed to be his daughter, but if like the line delivery part of that too could be the fact that they're all on green screen. So you can kind of tell that like 
outside of Paul Rudd and Jonathan Majors, nobody else felt comfortable inside of that green screen like that. Mm. Like, delivering lines with each other and stuff felt kind of awkward. Okay. Um, which for me personally, I know Otis hates to do, but I think Paul Rudd is the second best, like right behind um, Jonathan Majors. I think everybody else was really awkward in their line delivery. Mm. I don't, I don't think that was really more indicative of their acting ability as far as again, post-production stuff like or how the director had them stand or act. It was, when you had that much CG going on, it was really, it just felt really awkward mm, for me mm. personally. Okay. Cause the whole movie, I think what 90% of the movies in CG pretty much cause you're in a whole alien world. So you're probably not within your normal element as an actor. Most likely. Did you see it in, in 2d or 3d or quadruple D? Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so did we, yeah, I, I didn't look too much at the, uh, the special effects. I don't know if I don't have an eye for it. Like sometimes I can catch it. Other times I'm just like, whatever. So yeah, that's I just, I watched it a second time and, I edit a lot of stuff and watch a lot of videos on the techniques and whatever else. Yeah, yeah. Um, not saying I'm an expert at all, but just right, right. my rudimentary understanding of it. It's it's really odd if you were to look at the the set, what they look like. Yeah, blurs in certain places and other stuff that just kind of artifacts and whatnot. Now, I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Word. I mean, I don't have the the opera stuff like that that Charlie does, but uh, my, my, my issue was more so in the performances too. Like, I mean, it felt like the only people that really brought it for this movie were John Majors, Bill Murray with his character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, really? I, I won't. I mean, he was Bill Murray. Bill Murray was doing Bill Murray things <laughs> and dropping Bill Murray jokes. That's what I expect <laughs> from him. Uh-huh. Um, but like, but beyond that, like, I, I can't think of anybody's performance that was like, man, like. I enjoyed seeing you, except for uh, the mind reader dude. He was hilarious. He was, oh uh, yeah, funny. Yeah, I, yeah. Will, I will not dock that at all. Yeah, my but, my my lady calls him by his his name on the good place with his child. No, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just started Good Place yesterday, and it's actually pretty funny. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm surprised yeah. at that. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, man, like I I was outside of Kang scenes, which I thought were all really really well crafted because man mm-hmm. like when he, every time he started ranting i was just like more yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um mm. like outside of his scenes i didn't really like much that happened like modok mm. i hate it uh, <laughs> uh ant-man i mean yeah his he was okay he did what he was supposed to do like he 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 was paul rudd so i, I mean for most people that's acceptable for me it's like nails on a chalkboard Mm. Um, the like the daughter was okay. I wanted them to do more with building her up as her own individual hero, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, she really just felt like she was just an additive onto her dad. All she, she's there to be Ant Man's daughter for the most right. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hope I don't I don't remember more than what did she say in that movie? Right, <laughs> like, mom, what, you, what what happened, mom and mom? Nothing. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I asked, Mom, Mom, I asked what happened, and you didn't tell me. You felt so distant. And then she didn't have any lines until what, like the third act of the movie. It felt mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Well, she's had little stuff here and there. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, she, I mean, yeah, but like I'm not going to discredit her that much. I mean, she was there, but like it wasn't impactful dialogue. Like she didn't do anything mm-hmm. to like put her stamp on yes mm-hmm. as the wasp i am in the movie besides when she just popped up at the end to to <gasps> cut the ending but we'll get to there i'm good 
again. Mess up the <laughs> to mess up the ending 12 minutes and 20 seconds that's when that one happened time uh, stamp all right let me get my yeah. notepad so i can take you forgetting what podcast this is man this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. because we having I'm, to reel I'm them back really in sometimes i gotta reel yeah, them back yeah, in sometimes <laughs> this, this particular movie i'm really passionate about because i wanted more from it and it didn't give me what i wanted um we'll like go over yeah i'll, I'll stop yeah. the rent there we'll get to uh we'll get to the end when we get there we'll get to the end <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of different takes on this film. Uh, and I mean, I'm still excited for everything Kang is gonna do in like the future films too. Like when I mm-hmm. saw his performance at the the ending episodes of Loki, I was like, oh, this man is about to do what? Like you got all these different variations of yourself. Like, and it's not like Jonathan Majors and then like an alligator, right? It's gonna be Jonathan Majors in, in a bunch of different forms. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, no, so I'm definitely hyped for it. And a quick spoiler. I mean, should we do? I don't know if we could talk spoilers. I mean, at this point. Uh, Okay. Well, you know, just like a quick, you know, 10 second joint. Just skip 10 seconds ahead. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, When (laughs) at the, uh, for the end credit scene, when homie came out and it had the uh the pharaoh joint around his head, I was mm. like, oh, somebody Rama been paying said. attention. Yeah, somebody yeah. been paying yeah. attention. So yeah. like, I'm wondering, was that part of the comics at all, or was that like, yes, uh, it was. Okay. So gotcha. recently they revamped his origin and tied him into the origins of the character Apocalypse from X Men as well. Okay. Where they kind of had it to where he went back into ancient Egypt times to manipulate apocalypse and they're doing his bidding mm. apocalypse and rebels mm-hmm. fights back on him, whatever but that's how that whole thing so that's my guess for how mutants are introduced through that mm. character because they introduce it depends because i know they base okay. a lot of the mcu previously on the ultimate universe so i don't right, know right what comics they're trying to pull from for different stuff interesting yeah when it comes to x-men you can do a lot of different things so you mm-hmm. never know what they're gonna do for that but yeah no that's that's fire that's fire. Speaking of uh, previous iterations of movies, I, uh, I sat down. I watched Fantastic Four, like the uh, which one, which the one? remake with the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> the one with uh, why am I forgetting Michael, Michael B. Jordan? B. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did it out of curiosity. I was just like, you know what? It's here. I ain't got nothing else to do. Let me just take a look at this and. Wow, I was like, no wonder everybody th- trashed this movie. I was like, yo, I don't know what's this bad because like it had a great, it had an okay start. Then I'm just like, Word? so the, the issue with that movie, <laughs> why is thing like, naked? <laughs> the actual <laughs> cast themselves were only fully present for like a day, and the rest of it was just Miles Teller by himself. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah, just like no on-screen chemistry just they, they weren't actually they, like they, yeah. they literally weren't there they were cg'd in because you know they got the the rocks for uh for the thing you got uh, the the flames for michael b uh, like a lot of it was voice uh voice actor work that's insane and wow it, it just bad editing yeah oh, oh god terrible editing all right well let, let's let's jump on that for a bit because uh since we are the show on Afrofuturism and with Charlie being, you know, not a special effects expert, but, you know, special effects. Say uh, amateur. We'll at, say yeah. <laughs> All right. Amateur. Let's go with that. I mean, amateurs. Hey, listen, uh, Michael, Michael Jordan was an amateur at some point. You know what I mean? He's got a movie coming out too. Well, not really him, but the guy who did the, the shoes and we didn't even see a picture of Michael oh, Jordan in wow. that film, but you know, Edgar whatever. Hatfield, I think it's what his name is. 
not it's uh no it's somebody more famous it's uh wait oh that's the name that's the guy's name yeah okay gotcha 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 work um but when it comes to like having the right special effects and we want to talk afrofuturist how do you think that films are going to be like how do we stop how do how does the industry stop films from doing subpar work like what you saw on ant-man like what does it take for that to happen attention to detail Mm. i think you need a director or people that are in charge of that stuff that mm. has the vision and can ar- accurately articulate the vision that they want. Mm-hmm. And I think the prime example being someone like M- Ryan Coogler, where with the Black Panther stuff, that's probably the pinnacle of Afrocentralism. Uh, like, say mm. what you want about the quality of the movies themselves, but Wakanda always looks amazing. It looks like its own lived-in country with people around it. Mm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that Coogler directs stuff. Now, again, that could be a lot of the... Uh, the D, the uh, director cinematog- cinematography mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I, I'd like to think that the director has a good part of directing what he wants and his vision for it. Got you. All right. All right. Now that's fair. And with a big budget like Marvel or DC, like there shouldn't really be any excuse for like any oversight in the special effects. So do, you, do y'all notice like other movies outside of those two companies, those special effects are point on or? Do you think that the whole industry is kind of having these oversights that they're affected by? No, I mean, it's only when you're doing this level of ambitious cinematography to to that you really run into that issue. Like Mm -hmm. most films aren't trying to have like, you know, another world, a different planet, different Mm -hmm. species, Mm -hmm. all on screen at the same time trying to do 40 different things. Like, I mean... Uh, a movie where I feel like they really paid attention to the detail to making sure that the practical effects of the CG went really well is the Gray Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like those, though, a lot of those scenes were really, really well done, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's because of the, the attention to detail you got from the Rousseau brothers, who you know did Infinity War, they did Endgame, they did uh, uh, Cap, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Right. So I mean, it, it, so yeah, it gets going back to right uh, what Charlie said is just uh, having the team that's going to be there that's going to nitpick to the degree where you're going to make it as good as possible as opposed to just kind of rushing them out and then also outsourcing to uh, companies overseas that don't aren't as familiar with what you're trying to build mm-hmm. if you have, they if they put that money into people that are familiar with the actual war what they're trying to build aesthetically i feel like you're getting a better result there too and also i'll, I'll get into the bag of an over-reliance on on CGI. Mm. I'm gonna sound like an old head with it, but the reason this movie had so many difficulties when it came to that is because it was 90% CGI, and that is incredibly difficult to do and organize that. Like just me going to make like a regular stick man on like Adobe After Effects takes hours to do. So I can't imagine <laughs> you building an entire world yeah. and making that world consistent for like a two hour long movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why someone like, like you said, uh, like I said earlier with the Russo brothers, a lot of their films, they use majority practical effects and they use the CGI to enhance that stuff. Mm-hmm. Another industry you see that do like usually they, to me the best is in horror. Like at least depending on, at least it depends on the director, but mm-hmm. for most horror, a lot of the people that are fans of the OG stuff, they use majority practical effects, which is why stuff looks so yeah. visceral and looks so realistic. And yeah. they'll maybe use CGI to like, add in a couple blood splurts or something here and there to make that mm-hmm. stuff look more visceral. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, fair assessment, fair assessment. All right, dope, dope, dope. It's good to know. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of people who make films listen to the podcast or at least tune into what we're doing. So, and uh, we want to get more involved with people like that, you know, especially mm-hmm. if we're going to be talking to uh, students at a, at college. You know what I'm saying? We got a couple things lined up. So, um, well, since I brought it up, let's talk about it a little bit. So, Next month, the 25th, we'll be at Villa Maria College. Uh, Villa Maria is a private college here in Buffalo, New York. A lot of them, a lot of the students, a lot of the programming is around like fine arts uh, and digital arts as well. So uh, music production, game design, animation, those types of things are uh, are at this college. And so uh, we went to the, their VillaCon last year and had a table set up, got to meet some of the students, got to meet some of the staff. They were all like really helped, hyped to see us. And uh, the school itself borders the east side of Buffalo, which is known for you know having a mostly black, almost 90% black uh, area. So the school is right there in that neighborhood. Um, but there's a bit of a divide. So, But a lot of the students who are in that neighborhood if they are inclined to, to pursue animation or music production, they can definitely go there. Um, I mean, if they got the, the private school money for it, by all mm-hmm. means, you know, go for it, um, which is the kind of the, also a challenge. But they're, they're definitely wanting to make sure the camp students who are able to get into that uh, into the school have particular connections to the community and what's going on and so that they can use their, their talent and skill more efficiently. So, um so this year for Villacon, the Galactic Tribe is going to have our own room. So a day long of different panels from like 10 o'clock to maybe five or six o'clock, we're going to be running program out that room. So yeah, I'm hyped for that. And from what I heard, our homie Charlie is going to find a way up here, huh? Yeah, we'll make it away, man. Trying to help create dope stuff if possible. Word. Word up. Word up. Yeah, yeah. Glad to have you. The uh, back to Villa Maria, like I mean, their their facilities are definitely state of the art. I, I sent Charlie uh, a few videos of uh, what what it looks like that we're going to be be around in there. I mean, the the possibilities that they have within their their general campus are are endless. They, I think it's a really good place to be to cultivate your uh, talent if you are trying to be a creative. So, mm-hmm. being able to co- uh, correspond with them, be uh, to to make some uh make some content and then. Also, just knowing that the whole convention itself was from a student, like it's from the brainchild of a student that went there mm-hmm. and the school actually is putting effort and money behind that. That's a that's something that's unique uh, to that college, because I mean, I can't think of too many colleges you can go to like and pitch an idea and they do it. Mm-hmm. Most of them are money hungry. And mm-hmm. Trust me. If, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have an experience like that where the college was about the money first and students second or last? <laughs> yes, I've I've worked at multiple colleges without giving out names. I worked at multiple colleges now, and mm-hmm. working within the and being familiar with the upper levels of stuff. Okay. Most of the most of the issues that schools have, especially private institutions, is that the people in the higher ups are cutting cutting corners either to line their own pockets or put money towards particular places that they favor. So mm. the fact they're putting money behind an actual student with this vision means that they care about their student body. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they have students on a bit, well, not on the advisory board, but consulting with the advisory board. Mm. And yeah, I mean the, the first, the first year or the, yeah, the first year they had it, which was last year, they had it completely free and, and people showed up. It was a good turnout. They had, 
bunch of artist tables, bunch of vendor tables. I think the vendor tables may have been free. If not, there might have been a price associated with that. Um, they had video game tournaments going on. The students themselves, they had like a little boba tea bar going on. So that was pretty cool. Um, and this is before they even got the upgrade that that you saw, LV. They had um, this is before they renovated their entire cafeteria and their, mu- their game design room. So, yeah, they uh, they got some upgrades in there and it's looking real nice in there. So um, you could tell they, they definitely care about the students. So I think the we just have a wonderful opportunity to, to build stuff with them. So on this agenda we got, um, we're definitely going to talk about Afrofuturism. I think it's going to be one of the first, first panels that we have. Um, we're going to bring in some virtual guests throughout the day uh, and do some game stuff like some board games. Also the game, uh, <laughs> the black card game, which is we're going to look at a bunch of different fictional, m- mostly animated characters to see, you know, which one's got their black card or not. I think that, that's going to be a hilarious conversation to have. Yeah, yeah, you better have my boy in it. You, know, you already know. You already know Piccolo going in there. Big green. Big green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about it, man. I mean, where did that go? We're not going to do it here. A strong black it's... man raising other people's kids. <laughs> Got the best kids on the show. Keeps the turban on. Drinks water and minds his own business. Right. He probably prays five times a day, too. That's what he'd be mm. doing when he meditate. <laughs> to himself, because he's a god. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I think it's gonna be a really fun game. So I'm was excited. he a demon or you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll get into that more they, in Bellacron 2020. I've never heard <laughs> of them. They I'm like never... to make they make they like to pattern us out as we're demons, even though we're coming from a higher place with a higher mindset, my brother. Come on now. Don't let the man brainwash you like that. I don't know if he we'll, even we'll self-identified as a demon. We'll have the koofy hat ready for you when you get out here, bro. When you have a demon, my brother. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, so that's gonna be a really fun conversation. Any other nominees for the, for that conversation besides Piccolo? I know uh, Skeeter. Skeeter. Yeah, we all yeah, said at the same know. time. Other Green. Who uh, who else? We, we people gonna say that with Shiha, but Black folks don't take that many L's like that. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, well, I gotta think about that yeah, one. I, mean, I, I gotta think of some, some, some edgy ones. And sometimes mm-hmm. the voice of the character might be black too, so sometimes we associate it with that uh, too. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I mean, with that, with, you know, Goliath, Goliath from uh, Goliath. oh, yeah, Goliath. yeah, come on now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't count Groot in there, he's technically black. <laughs> you said Groot, yeah, <laughs> he's technically black. I haven't heard that one. I mean, Vin Diesel's black, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Yo, I mean, Gamora, Gamora for sure mm. is obviously in there. Yeah, Gamora. Always, well, I got some things about Zoe's out there. <laughs> I've heard some stuff from about her. I, I don't know I mean, the details, but yeah, I've heard I don't have any details either. But all I know is what I see. And every time I see her on screen, she's the opposite of white love interest. So that's kind but of my thing for is that her decision, though. Maybe. <laughs> seems, seems to be a happened. pattern. <laughs> Drum happened, yeah, like twenty years ago, bro. Like, what are we talking about? She's been in seventeen movies since then, and that was like one of her her uh, debut roles, roles too. So yeah, she's getting that money, man. She about like yeah. I think she's like Sam I'm, Jackson. She ain't gonna turn on the role. I'm mad money. at her. I'm mad at her. I'm just hey, saying she, I know the certain pattern. Three million dollar movies. She she did what she had to do. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at it. Again, I ain't mad at it. I'm just saying I noticed a pattern. I'm still gonna see them movies. I'm just saying that there seems Fair to enough. be a pattern. 
<laughs> but that doesn't mean Gamora you can't count her as black though you know what I'm saying she she looks great as Gamora and looks she even looks great as uh what's the Navi the uh her warrior name in Avatar I, I didn't see that movie Wait, sorry I, for, I forgot her Nateri is it Nateri that sounds familiar that sounds that sounds right that but... sounds right doesn't it <laughs> they all uh, have some some alien ethnic names in there. <laughs> alien ethnic is crazy <laughs> <laughs> alien ethnic. oh man but yeah that's gonna be a really fun conversation i'm hyped for that uh we're also gonna do some board games i got the wakanda forever board game and yo see diesel i don't know if you ever played uh when's the last time you played a board game but this wakanda joint we had a lot of fun with it me, me and lv and our ladies we played at the uh after seeing ant-man or sorry <clears throat> kangamania and uh yeah, we have we had fun playing it. No, it's, it's a fun game. My girl and... but she, you know, she a good time. My dog. Oh, word. She, she, she's gonna have hands for you. You you do know that. Oh. Yeah, I'm fast though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh boy, let me find out. But yeah, this board game. Um, basically, what it is is uh, you have the villains in the middle. Every person who's playing represents a different tribe, and so you got vibranium that you can mine from the Great Mound, and that. The, your amount of vibranium gauges how many dice you can roll mm. and you roll the dice to attack the villain and collect vibranium so depending on how the dice roll you either do damage to the villain you collect vibranium or you roll a blank and you get nothing so it's like a mixture of those dynamics and whoever knocks out the villain uh the fun thing about it is one of the one of the teammates the people playing is the black panther and the black panther gets an extra roll of dice because he has a dora milaje that's like the dora milaje dice mm. but if the villain gets knocked out the power goes to the black panther and so each villain card has like their own special ability like you get to roll an extra dice or you get to collect extra vibranium or the person to the left of you can't collect as much vibranium like that's a whole bunch of different rules to it but it's not too hard to follow like once you start playing it like it gets a lot easier so i think that if we can if we can reproduce that game structure, but like for a crowd of people, like each crowd or each division of the crowd can be a different tribe and they can like talk to each other to decide how to roll. I think that'd be pretty fun. Okay, yeah, I do that. That. Mm-hmm. But uh are you are you rigging it again or you're or like is Caleb not playing again? So- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Nah, I felt I felt betrayed. I if anybody felt betrayed, I felt betrayed because I was like, wait a minute. It's, how how are you winning this much? You're not even gonna let your man be Black Panther once. Like, what's going on here? Like, I and I've played maybe I've played maybe ten uh, games, uh, very a variety of ways. Ten 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 of ten rounds of the Black Panther game. Never have I seen somebody go undefeated. Like the she was Black Panther the entire time. So what you do uh, see is when you want to at, at the end of each round, if the villain isn't defeated. Everybody gets to decide if they're going to yield to the Black Panther or challenge the Black Panther. And so when that happens, they do the whole vibranium thing. They roll the dice. Whoever rolls the highest gets to be Black Panther. And mm-hmm. so Kayla might have gotten challenged like six or seven times. And each time she kept the Black Panther fam. And it's like I've seen people roll all blinks. I've seen people roll like if she had four, if they had four dice, I've seen people roll all blinks. I've seen a lot of different crazy things, but I've never seen somebody be Black Panther the entire game. Yeah, I've been so, talking that talk. I've been talking that talk. If I got if I got it that many times. Oh man, yeah. No. Uh, if she was if she had half of my ego, she would have been <laughs> four straight rounds. I maxed out my vibranium yep. and attacked her. And every time 
She she bet less vibranium and still, still won, bro. Like, like them dice do not play. Like them them dice actually are imbued with the energy of Bast because she don't choose <laughs> who she wants to win before the game even happens, and it's just no way to roll against it. So yeah, even the harder that vibranium. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's gonna be a fun time. Uh, there was another great idea I had. I can't think of it right. Oh, yeah. We're going to try it. We're going to not try it. We're going to build our own, pretty much our own Wakanda. And so we're going to have like a real talk about what types of things we need to structure our own Wakanda. Everything from how mm. the buildings look to how we build in the Black Panther. What type of materials are we using? Are we going to have a Black Panther? How is he going to be challenged? How are they going to be challenged? Um and yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen like how to build a bat suit. Like there's like a thing out there, like how much money it would take to build a bat suit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try to do the same thing for for uh, some Black Panther armor. Cool you know? Yeah, yeah, yes, it's going down, it's going down. And then, you know, we want people to like, yo, research, you know, this image, see what you can find, send it to our thing. And, you know, maybe we can do some, uh, some CG, not CGI, some uh, AI art around it or something like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one too. I think it's gonna be a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll do like a AI art uh, display in there somewhere because that uh, that that went really well. People have been enjoying that, so we, we'll do some more with that. Um, and of course, I'll probably do some programming on one writing. I'm sure in there too, because uh, mm. I've always been trying to inspire the kids to write more content to get more stories from people that look like us out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think uh, if you want to run that, yeah, run the whole panel, bro. Like seven forty-five to an hour, just yeah, let's do that for sure. Absolutely. Um, so see, diesel houses all sound to you. Sound like some. Sounds like a plan, my man. The place like you want to be. Say less, man. It's going down. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah, y'all. So if you live in the Buffalo area, March twenty-fifth, the day before yours truly, my birthday is the twenty-sixth. So that's going to just be a real just fun weekend for me personally. But the 25th, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. for VillaCon. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope time. And also, uh, shout out to Cissé. We, we, I don't think we're going to be able to um, catch his match because it's at 430. I th- but... Well, I think he's the main He's the main title, the I so believe. So he'll be the last one? It's probably, yeah. I got to look at the message again, but I think he'll be one of the last ones. So if we leave at... <laughs> No one like the trajectory of how these battles be going, man. They be running CPT hard. So, you know, I think we're going to get there just in time, if not like a, even a few rounds before <laughs> he goes on. So they'll open the doors at like 3.30, but people are going to show up to like, you know, 4, 5, and then they won't get started to like 5.30, 6, and, you know, so we shall see. So extend the night, well, March 25th, you want to see a rap battle. Oh yeah, okay. We about, I thought it was like a boxing match. We talking about a rap. Oh. <laughs> that would I mean it is in a in a sense, it's just what lyrically. words <laughs> and lyrically, man. Listen, my man said I'm trying to think of lines I could say without cursing, but yeah, yo, I don't know. See Diesel, you watch do you watch battles at all? Uh I'll see clips here and there, but the ones I watch be disrespectful. Oh, I ain't gonna lie to you. They oh, are yeah. <laughs> very, very much so like mm. the Chicago. Maybe not Chicago. I don't know if all these are from Chicago. I know a good bit of them are. Uh, Chicago, Battle Rap Philly, uh, Detroit. It's a, it's, it's a lot of uh, big dudes. Dudes is grimy, that. boy. Hey. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'm articulate. Uh, he said, you didn't get it. Uh, I'm Arctic. You wait. 
Well, is that what he said? What was yeah, he said slow it heart. down. <laughs> now, see, yeah. see, see that bars though. I, I'll give him his credit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it looked like live in person. Because you said you've been there a couple times for him, right? Oh yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I've I've been I've seen I've seen five of his battles live. He's battled in Detroit. He's battled in New York City. Um, battled all over Buffalo. I think I've seen maybe eighty percent of his battles in person. But I usually go back and I watch them. And he's been. He's been climbing up that ladder, yo, just knocking people off. Like a lot of them haven't even been like a competition. Like it's been, it's been pretty interesting to see. So uh, shout out to the Sips Tea Podcast. If you like podcasts, you like where people don't give a f about whatever they say, whatever comes out their mouth, go to the Sips Tea Podcast. Um, th- but the ATO that y'all see on there is different from the one here. That's just a, a weird twin. I don't know. My dad was messing around. 1991 was a crazy time. So <laughs> that, that's that's who that is. So yeah. That is hilarious. Two different people. Sorry, it's two different dimensions, two different everything. It's, it's the variant. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, the, yeah. Right. It's, it's my variant messing around, trying to ruin my reputation with the things he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, speaking of variants, man, how did y'all feel about the ending of this Kanga Mania? I, I need to know. I need to know if y'all felt like it was supposed to go the way that they showed, or do you think there was another ending there? Yeah, the ending was a culmination of all the things that, at least personally, I saw wrong with it was the edit, the writing, because the acting to me wasn't that bad for the ending. Like the way they went through it, it was just like you could, again, like you said, you could tell that didn't end the way it was supposed to end, and the edits were not smooth, and they just kind of added stuff in to make it work. Like this, this movie, it, it felt like this is the last thing that uh, Faye saw before he was like, "Yeah, we taking a break from all this." Go ahead and get it out of there, but everything else, we put this on pause. We can't be doing this. Yeah, no, nah, I feel that. Um, I feel like the ending was all right. You know, are we talking about the, the end credit scenes or just like in no, the before, ending? Before the, before the, the end credits. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, where he's like freaking out that he didn't he didn't actually stop anything. He might have unleashed a horrible menace on <laughs> before that, like when the last like climactic fight battle. Oh, okay. Got you, got you, got you. That part I thought was funny. Yeah, I like that part. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. rant made then didn't almost acceptable because that was funny. I'll give him mm-hmm. credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like I like the end fight. Um, yeah, no, he he was giving them the hands like it wasn't even laser beams or whatever. And my man was just straight meek 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 like <laughs> he was him out. piecing him out. Like I'm like yo, yeah, he's piecing them up real good. So I really enjoyed that. Um. I mean, the way they kind of knocked them back felt kind of cheesy or like, oh, that's kind of whatever. But um, yeah, I ain't mad at it. It is what it is. Oh, okay, so I guess it's just me that's outraged because uh, <laughs> you said outraged. First of all, <laughs> in the trailer, here comes another F bomb. The, there's no no F bomb. No <laughs> in the trailer, they say the best line of the movie, which is, "I don't have to win. I just have to make sure we both lose." And that implies that both of them lose, right? <laughs> or at like, least he was gonna do something to make them both lose. And like, but uh, the fact that they just magically spring uh, Wasp coming in to now they overpowering King, who was literally stomping his face in, right? Like, right. literally, like it was on the floor, broken. Like yeah, that, that, that happened. Oh, yeah. Um, and somehow you just automatically, oh, now we're better. Yay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the scaling on that was a little, a little that crazy. That part sort of made sense for the fact that majority of Ant-Man's powers are hand-to-hand. 
and he's not beating him hand to hand. I was just like, that. she hit him with the blicky. From, she was like, <laughs> like, you think I'm throwing hands with you? No, I, got, I got these straps on me. And his I arm was broken too at that point. slamming people around half the movie. But his arm was broken though at that point. Like he was missing the whole arm. But like the ants mm-hmm. tore him up. That's why he was he giving him the hand. He did it with both hands, though. He did it with he did he had one hand levitating people and another one too. He could have used the non broke <laughs> arm to nope, smack, and then. Well, I think that's consistent because if he did do if he did have the ability to do that, I think he would have done that instead of piecing him up hand by hand. Like he would have just, just wanted to do peasant. that to make me happy. I'm, I feel like he tapped into my brain and knew I wanted to see Ant Man get beat, <laughs> and like he just like yeah, I got to do this for O. <laughs> and then they just said, no, we can't let Obi happy and let him win like he's supposed to because, duh, he's a stronger person. He's supposed to win the fight. But, I hey, mean, what do I know? David beat Goliath. <laughs> and also, yeah, no, I mean, their brand came back too in like a variety of ways. So it's like, yeah, this one is a little bit expendable. So we'll let him, we'll let this one go out. But the next 20. Or I don't know, man. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if they're all gonna attack together. I don't know if it's gonna be like five main ones and then like yo, yo, seen the whole Coliseum full of Jonathan Majors. That was hilarious to me. And the one was just like, yeah, yeah, like he was excited to take over the yeah. multiverse. Like, yo, he's been yeah. waiting for this. Every type of version of him, because you got the, the the typical comic king all the way down to Pharaoh King. So I mean, yeah, I'm a t- he better get into his Eddie Murphy bag. <laughs> I do slightly fear that they might like make people exhausted of him, though, just because I mean we we know we uh we know he's gonna be in the the Loki season two series. Mm-hmm. We're getting Quantum Mania. We're I mean not Quantum Mania. We're getting um I'm sorry uh Kane Dynasty. Kane Kane Dynasty. Kane yeah. Dynasty. And Secret Wars comes out exactly a year after that, so I don't know how mm. you resolve him in a single movie mm. to terms of not being secret war so i mean uh, I, I hope they don't give us that just because i, I enjoy john majors in that movie so much mm-hmm. but I, I do fear that they might like have like the bad horror movie effect where you just show the the villain so many times you become numb to him mm. man That's- at this point i, I had to think about it I, I unless this stuff gets like egregiously bad, I don't think they care as long as they're making the money from the casual <laughs> fan. Because I'm looking at all these franchises that came back that were really like all the every Michael Bay movie ever made mm. outside of the first Transformers was really bad, and Oof. they still make box office money. Still, like <laughs> like all the like pretty much majority of this phase is pretty mediocre and kind of rushed still made decent money and got garnered a lot of attention memes everywhere mm. dc even in their bash streak when they were doing horrible still garnered attention still making money on certain certain movies i think literally is as, as long as you get to the point where it's watchable and you can appease the casual fan and i think that just mathematically comes to the fact there are more casual fans and there are people like us that are more focused on if the narratives make sense mm-hmm. do the details add up like does a plus a plus B equals C. Like, there's more of the casual people that just want to see stuff blow up and see fight scenes and That's music. It. There's more of them. So as long as you appease them, I don't think these studios really care. Mm-hmm. Now, they can do both because you have somebody like a James Gunn or a Kugler who cares and wants the attention to detail. Then you get that happy medium where you get both. But if they just make it money, I don't think they'll care. I think mm-hmm. it's going to keep giving us more what we get until you get somebody that cares about the stuff in charge. 
excuse me. Yeah, fair assessment. And speaking of casual fans, like, oh, I lost it. it was just, there's nothing wrong with being a casual fan. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, no, there was something else I was going to. Oh, I just wonder if, like, the whole multiversal thing is going to be tripping people up because they're just, like, the average person. I don't know if they actually understand multiverse stuff. I mean, even for people who are been born into it, like, trying to understand, like, what how the multiverse works and, like, how each entity has like their own rules for how it how it functions and everything mm-hmm. it might trip it might start tripping up a lot of those general fans and they're just gonna be like what you know so yeah right yeah, especially with the fact that they are like having a mix of like regular you know live action universes animated universes mm-hmm. and everything else in between like i mean you got a little taste of it with a uh, multiverse of madness when uh Doctor Strange and um, America Ferrera are flying through universes and seeing all different types of versions. Yeah, America mm-hmm. Ferrera. Almost all. That's, I, I did say America Ferrera. America like, Chavez. America Chavez. America Forever, she's an actress on a bunch okay. of stuff. But yeah, America Chavez, uh, uh, they're they're floating through dimensions and mm-hmm. pretty much all of those dimensions that they floated through are breadcrumbs to other content that Disney's mm-hmm. planning on making. Mm-hmm. It's like, the for a regular person that has never like picked up a comic to follow all of that is going to be a little bit difficult. At least, at least I feel it might be. I don't think they care about following it. It's just, it's just entertaining. Because you look at something like Spider Man, like Into the Spider Verse, like they are literally in different dimensions and have the most eclectic collection of Spider Man characters that outside of Noir. And yeah. I don't even think many people know about Spider Gwen before that movie. So. People still watched it. It's still one of the higher grossing movies as long as it's yeah. entertaining. It was, people it was a nice introductory course into how the multiverse works. Like people exist on the other side, but once one person's dead in one universe, they're dead in that universe, but there's other versions of them. And if you see a character that, that dies and they don't come back like Scarlet or not Scarlet Witch, uh Scarlet Johansson, Black Widow, and you're wondering, oh, why don't they bring her back? It's not that they can't bring her back. They just gotta go find another one, and that takes a little bit of work. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that other thing, which is uh well, this is a podcast. Yeah. Charlie just rubbed his fingers together because mm-hmm. you need some money <laughs> to, to keep people on board. So that might be and the other case. You also have to unmake Scarlett Johansson really mad and get her to come right. back somehow. <laughs> and yeah, I don't money know. Heals all, money heals all wounds. <laughs> the main thing was what? They chipped her on her money. They're like, if you give her the right bag, I think she'll come back. Mm-hmm. Real stuff. That's the industry. Also, for you. I think people are forgetting as far as to give some kind of bright light on the King stuff. King Kugler is in charge of King Dynasty and I think Secret Wars. Word? Like, yeah, you guys remember that when they announced that a while back, like a couple months ago? I forgot that I've heard so yeah. many announcements since then. Kugler's but, okay. Oh, that's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that. I think that he and Jonathan Majors are gonna have great chemistry. <sighs> Direct, direct, directorially, whatever the word is, like I think that what they're going to bring to to the set is going to be amazing. I also believe that they're going to bring Michael B. S. back at some point. Like oh, they already yeah. teased Black Panther, yeah, Kublu's directing this stuff, and you got after Creed three after that does crazy because I know that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you gotta bring him back to some extent. I don't know how. Well, uh, Kubler, I don't think he's a uh, part of uh, BP three. He's, uh... he's not. He has to be Jordan. I'm saying with the fact that they work so much together mm-hmm. now. About to start working with majors a lot too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Full circle. Personally, that's my theory. Yeah, I mean, we know what if is also a main part of the universe too. So mm-hmm. I mean, they might use that version of them that was in in, in the first season of that. Mm-hmm. Incorporate them back into the universe. They can go the multiversal effect. I mean, there's so many different ways. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's off the table for the most part. So um, nothing's off the table. But there are some things that I want to be more on the table. Like speaking of the endings of, of Kang of Mania, um, the fact that all four parents got to survive, like nobody, mm-hmm. bro, like none of the main, <laughs> like bro. all y'all get to make it. That's wild because so... just four months ago, y'all took away one of the most important characters to y'all entire franchise, which was Queen Ramona and Angela Bassett. And, you know, on the movie that was supposed to be about grieving one person who passed away in real life, y'all threw this at us too. So it's Is like... He... Is, didn't she get the only like actual actor related Oscar? That's what for I'm saying. MCU movie period. She could have, like, yeah. Period, she right? she could have got that without dying. Like, and if anybody in the entire franchise was gonna do it, it was gonna be Angela Bassett. And yet, and still, they like killed killed her off. And even though, even though we're talking about multiversals and the other versions and all that, and Wakanda having it's the Jalia, which is the astral plane, and that coming back or coming back through that. Still, for the average person, the casual person going to see this film, they're not taking all that into account. At least to me, they're not. So it's like you still just killed off a black woman unnecessarily. (laughs) You could have put her in a coma, and I think Shuri would have still been mad or you know whatever the heck else. But play devil's advocate though, I don't think it would have had the same impact on a movie front. Like Mm. for me personally, when I saw that she was dead and gone, that impacted me as a viewer. A lot more heavily than a coma would because if she's in a coma i'm like she's coming back at some point mm-hmm. so it would have felt like you were kind of just doing it just to do it mm-hmm. kind of like when somebody gets knocked out and you think they're dead and they come back later on in the fight mm-hmm. the fact that she's dead and gone the same way affected well uh, with tella died whenever somebody dies i think people don't you don't get that that sense of finality and they're them being and it's, it's more impactful mm-hmm. i think that's the that shows the quality of that movie versus this movie where nobody died because mm-hmm. everybody got away with no consequences at all. This one yeah, happened, terribly. will die. So what if Second she would have died like after being drowned? She would have like died and came back. I said they both ended terribly. The end of the two was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what if she would have like just died in that one instance and you thought she was dead and at the end it was like oh I had a camoyo beat I was breathing under you just need you just conviction. Though. Oh, <laughs> I'm just did. saying, if she would have, I feel like that would have been better than just just like go on. So, but yeah, I mean, that's we got other black characters. We got like that's a whole country for just bring more black characters in. We ain't got enough. We got to keep. <laughs> so we got to work forward, not backwards. That's what I'm trying to get. But no, I feel I, saying, I understand if, what you're saying. If so. you have a person that gave you your only Oscar, period, after 20 plus movies. <laughs> You'll probably keep that person around. That's just my take on that. But like, I don't think she gets the Oscar unless she dies in that movie. Because that, like, did her death the was. Beginning? Like, yeah, I saw the. I saw the beginning. Die. She I had a big float. Right. She had the float. That was her act. That was her. That was her death scene floating. Right. But the fact that she sacrificed herself. <laughs> and she, did, I, yeah. she did well at the beginning, but I think her death was like big, like the big climax, impactful moment of that. To me personally, you and her. Like her death meant a lot to me in that. Like I mm-hmm. felt more for her death than any other character in MCU, including I feel that. Stark. I feel like, that it meant something to me. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand. But you already had T'Challa die, and T'Challa dad died. You didn't do that on purpose, though. <laughs> you didn't do that, <laughs> did that to his dad on purpose. Yeah, his dad. Yeah, and that was impactful, right? Like for me, at least, when I saw that happen, I was like, "Dang, that's." 
and we didn't even see him for that long, and it meant a lot. Whenever somebody dies and stays dead, that is impactful, and it means a lot. It is true. Like, death shouldn't be anything to lightly. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, I, I I think that I still even with that all said, even like if I if I finally have t- the space to be settled with Queen Ramona's death, I still feel like Marvel's missing out on the whole family structure as far as black families go. It seems like every black character, male or female, doesn't have even like a love interest to like really build something off of. That's like my major problem with everything. Like with with Black Panther, um. T'Challa and Nakia, that couldn't be a thing. It was a thing at the end, and then now it's not. And then Queen Ramonda lost her husband. Shuri, nobody. Okoye, husband's in jail. Like, you know, a lot of the main characters. M'Baku doesn't have a mate at all. And then if we go outside of that, Falcon. Yeah, Falcon's not having anybody. Uh, Blade, don't care. (laughs) You said what? Like, who has a happy relationship in the MCU outside of, like, Ant-Man? Everybody else did. Cap did. Thor did. Cap Hawkeye. literally died and had to go back in time. To, well, I'll give you that. That was a happy ending at the end of the entire <laughs> franchise. You said, who else had one? Hawkeye. So Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony? Yeah, Hawkeye too. Who did Tony have one? Tim and Pepper? And then, they break? They were getting, they were getting it no, together. They, <laughs> they were, were together and then had a daughter yeah. that like gave like one of the most impactful scenes in all of MCU. It's saying, I yeah. love you 3000. Like, that they was... were toxic. Like they were toxic through the entire scene. Like we're talking about the end it was of functional. Like, 10 years. <laughs> they were off and on for the entire 10 years. They wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like they got together was... had the kid and stayed together. They were like off and no, on forever. They... That's dysfunctional. She watched, wasn't... She watched Tony like uh, go around with other women and didn't like that. Then they ended up together. Then they had a kid together. And then they had a time skip. And then she, uh, uh you said he, he said she left her in one of the movies, though. Like they weren't together for a significant period of time. And it was like in between that. Weird. It was like, it was during one of the Avengers movies. I remember he said something about that. Taking some time off or something like that. Yeah, I remember they that. Went to a break or something. Like either I think it was, I think it was Civil War when he said that. Yeah, yeah. he just said that because she couldn't cast it for the movie. Or uh, Winter Soldier. Wow. Like, outside <laughs> of like outside of Ant Man, like there's no to me no traditionally like happy family in the MCU. Hawkeye. Well, because his well depends on how because uh, they don't really show his wife at all, and she's not. Well, she was a shield she, agent. She was all through the show. series. She just had. Yeah, she was for yeah, like, she was like after how, he's been around for how long? And she finally got she was in Ocean. Like, that's when we first got introduced to her. That was like second, four, the that was four, second movie like, that he was in. She got four 30 second lines in the series. You said happy relationship. <laughs> I mean, I get <laughs> like we, yeah. we talk about like black like family structures displayed on screen. He okay, so we're talking about one out of how many relationships are hyped up romantical encounters. Out of an entire universe, we have so one. We said, we said two because we said Cap, then we okay. said Tony, and then we said Hawkeye. So that's three now. I'm not counting Tony because yeah, they were they weren't together. <laughs> I'm not. I'll give you those two. Two out of like what, forty people. I mean, I mean, technically, Ant Man counts for two because it's Hope and and uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Reed, not Reed. I almost said Reed Richards. Um, Hank oh, Pym. Hank, Hank no, Pym, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hank is with Janet. Hank is with. Yeah, thanks with Janet, Janet, and then Hope is with, with Scott. Uh, Damn, Scott. I couldn't. Think I give you that. They, they, I give you that. But that's a that 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 math is really wild, though. Like three out of like the infinite amount of characters we have with love interest in that whole franchise. We can get a scoreboard. 
Gotta get yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, three, three, that's three to zero. Everybody's, to zero. everybody's dying or like broken up or like disappearing for years in between. At least they had somebody at some point. <laughs> somebody at some point, though. We don't have a happy family. If we're talking about like the, I'm getting way too deep into it, but. It's all bad. good. No, it's yeah. all good. No, I mean, we, we actually, we do have one. I think that might be a mixed race family, though. Uh, fastest from Eternals, but Fastos, yeah, yeah. But I mean, no kid is getting a Fastos action figure. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, he, he, he was emasculated, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So there, there's a lot of a lot of things about the family structures we could talk about, but. But hopefully, you know, things kind of shape up a little bit with the whole Black Panther thing. I'm excited for it. I really just thought, I thought of, a, of another uh, potential fan fiction to write uh, having to do with uh, little Prince T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't like deeply impacted by that. One, because Emmer efforts ruined it for me before I even got to see it. Like people were already saying, oh, he's going to have a kid or he look a little, I ain't mad at young T'Challa. I'm like, why would you post that the day of? Like, why would you? Anyway, um, yeah, no, I just thought of some some stuff I could write for him coming up, like you know him growing up without a father, but also him growing up in Haiti. I think that he'll have a certain uh, experience that one what most traditional Wakandas aren't gonna like because he's growing up outside of Wakanda for the mm-hmm. at least in his childhood. But then also he's a part of Haiti, which has gone through their own thing of, with colonization and all that, like yeah, much like the rest of the world. So him having the game, but also the way they fought back. So him having that game along with the traditional Wakanda knowledge, I think they're gonna they could transform him into a really dope character and somebody who sees the world a little bit differently than the rest of his Wakanda counterparts. But he's also the son of the last king. So um, that's how they bring Michael B back in the fold. Like have him like if he gets the powers, like him like kind of whispering in his ear through the ancestral plane because they have very similar upbringings as far as being in mm-hmm. that area that's impoverished or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, the, the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder. Being just, <laughs> yeah, or, or more so, uh, Ramonda, you know, if she shows up too, because Ramonda met him also. Mm-hmm. Is she so, the ancestor, you know? mm-hmm. That's what I thought. That's what I thought she was, was gonna do, though, right? You said what? The only pictures can be an ancestor, though, right? No, she, she's no. an ancestor. She was uh, talking to Shuri at the end of the, the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you have to be particularly be a panther. I mean, an ancestor is an ancestor. So, like, their Dajalia is made up of people who are just, like, prominent in royals and all that stuff, too. So, True. they might just change it for the for the movie, too, if that is the case. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm, I'm excited in a way. I, I have, I'm half cup, half full, half empty. That's right. <laughs> how I look at things. But, yeah, I think that going forward also with the Wakanda Alliance, what we do, see diesel is that we have a uh a writing session called wakandaverse where we look at black panther media whether it's a comic or the movie or a scene and we we ask our audience hey how would you write this scene or try to make your own scene make your own character how would you change this scene and we kind of get them into the habit of like you know story development like if you thought this scene went wrong you think this part of the movie went wrong how would you make it right or how would you make it fit uh, your your perspective or if like we're doing our comic like you know what would you add to this comic or if there's no like source material like make your own thing from scratch so that's called like, Wakandaverse yeah. like improv comedy or are you giving them time to develop it no time so like we usually just ask them hey write down a prompt or a small paragraph on okay. this this thing and, and tell us 
your thoughts so uh we would like to do some acting some improv at some point too that would be cool but uh it ain't gonna be me to lead that i can't do no accents i can only do my own which is this weird buffalo southern influence <laughs> buffalo drops <laughs> gets coming uh hope people will get up and works yeah 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 it's all good it's all good but yeah what kind of verse man that's gonna that's gonna be a dope project i think if we keep that going which is actually just got funded to, to do some more writing with uh young people on that so that's gonna be cool that's dope man i love to see young kids get opportunities yeah man for sure for sure so you know whenever you come up here we'll, we'll have you we'll look forward to having you you'll get to see all the splendor and uh you know we're also going to start doing more on the virtual side like making sure that things are recorded properly i just ordered some new mics order some new stands so we'll start recording these properly so that other other people outside of the buffalo area can be involved so it's good stuff it's good stuff yeah, sir. yeah yeah well that's all for me anyone have anything else on the way out um, how excited are you guys for Creed Three? I know it's not tied to anything that we talked about, but I'm really excited. I haven't even seen the first two, but I'm like John Majors and Michael B. Where I gotta, I gotta see that, man. I gotta see that. I'm gonna have to go yeah. watch the first two just so I can like know what's going on for this one. Are the first two streaming anywhere? I'm gonna find, them, find them allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. This Fair is not then and now. Yeah, nah, that's gonna be a dope movie. I'm looking forward to it too. I haven't seen the other two, but I think I'm gonna I'm definitely pop up for for number three. Yeah, we'll, 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 we may or may not find them and and, and have those watched by the time it's out. <laughs> Wait, when does it come out? Is the twenty fifth, twenty fourth? March. 20th. Is it the twenty fourth? Is that the date? That's either John Wick or it's Creed 3. Creed 3 might be a little bit closer. I'll tell you in one second. Speaking of John Wick, I'm mad they just took them off HBO. I was like in the middle of number two and they just took them off. Oh, like, no. Creed 3 is 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 streaming next weekend. Oh, oh really? Oh, that was quick. Yeah. You're straight to streaming? We're not streaming, but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be out oh. in theaters next weekend. I don't know why I said streaming. Oh, sorry. I might have watched two movies in a week. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Word up. All right. Well, that's out. Moon Girl's also out. I just checked that out uh, the night before yeah. last. That was pretty entertaining. I like that. I'm excited Kid. for that one. Yeah. yeah I'm a, is it on Disney Plus yet or is it still yeah. on? Yeah. They've got uh, like six episodes on Disney Plus. Oh, so. watching that tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, just to talk about that real quick, like it's just, I feel like this is the closest thing they've had to Static Shocks and Static Shock as far as like black cartoon characters go. Um, oh, not It's like, that. yeah, Personal. yeah. No. So, like, I mean, the, the tone of it is a little bit differently because it's, like, you know, poppy a bit yeah. and everything like that. But as far as, like, having uh, famous guest actors like you had with Static Shock, um, the music, Raphael Sadiq is doing the music. And he's just, like, he's writing the songs and producing. So he's just knocking us out the park. And then plus, like, the family structure there. Uh, Moon, Moon Girl, uh, she has both her parents and her grandparents in the same house. Um, you know, she's got a Hispanic best friend. Hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, are we only talking animated stuff, or can we go to live action as well? As far as what? As far as like character, like black family character. Oh yeah, because Black Lightning was a thing. It got bad, but yeah, yeah. No, I was talking about animation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. they 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 made the mama drug at it at the end, though. That was like at the, they they know how they don't know how to. We know CW doesn't close stuff out well. 
But for like for four seasons, they were a happy black family, and all the relatives were around. They were divorced. Still a family. They were together. Yeah, co-parenting. You can't co-parent. <laughs> and then they got back together. I, they, they were divorced, but like them. They were like around all the time. Like they were separated, like, but like, like not really, really separated. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. Again, like seeing Moon Girl definitely like, reminded me of Static Shock. I think for mm. for a lot of young people coming up, that's like the closest thing they're gonna have to Static. But they also okay. get Static too because they got HBO Max. So it's like the you know these streaming mm. kids, yo, they're gonna have a taste of whatever they want to as far as uh, consuming certain media. Just bring yeah, I, you just really sold me on that show just because uh, Rafael Sadiq is one of my personal like favorite oh yeah people in music ever yeah so he, yeah knowing he's doing that yeah mm-hmm. tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and yeah I mean if if it was I just thought about like what if Pharrell was a part of it too yo that would go insane man yo what that would be insane Pharrell we'll, we'll and say that from the G-Trop anime uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll hit him up on a slight sad tangent man I need it's, it's one thing that made me sad I really for years since my childhood wanted them to get this, this run back to the, like the, the Justice League or the DC stuff bring mm-hmm. Mark then when Kevin Conroy passed away I was like man they just are just Ooh. gonna let this stuff waste away until these actors and the thing is Mark and all the other actors have verb like publicly talked about them wanting to come back and do this stuff yeah Bruce and all these guys wanted to come back wow. don't let don't let us lose Phil Lamar before you decide you want to try Lord. to come back and <laughs> not wish the what this is just right I, I need it because these guys they're they're not spring chickens and they want to do this <laughs> so they want to do it yeah they want to mm. Mm, yeah, that'd be amazing. We definitely need that. Yeah, Young Justice. Yeah, not Young Justice. Justice League. I just finished watching both Justice League and Unlimited back to back, and that was after I watched Batman the Animated Series. So I was definitely in my nostalgia bag for a good five months. <laughs> I don't even want Justice League back anymore. Don't do anything animated with Batman anymore because kind of, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Do somebody else. Damien or something. Or t- right. Terry, bring Terry back. I don't want. I don't want anymore. Wow, that version of Batman's gone. Or for me. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Well, yo, C Diesel, it's been a pleasure having you, brother. Can't yes, wait sir. to chat with you again. Um, hope you're enjoying the weeks after your birthday. Not not, not weeks, I'm sorry, it's only been like a week, right? A day. No, it's oh yeah. It's <laughs> oh, snap. My time has been I've been jumping through universes too much. My Love bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, happy belated birthday yet again, Appreciate sir. That, so I hope you have a, a couple days lined up to enjoy yourself. This many work. Five it is. One hand mm-hmm. word LB. Anything on the way out, brother? No, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to this uh, this youth panel Saturday, and mm-hmm. then I'm really excited for Villacon, man. All right, well, hey, let's do it, man. Keep it a future forward as always, y'all. Follow us on Instagram at Wakanda Alliance, YouTube Wakanda Alliance program, uh, TikTok Wakanda Alliance. But if you type up Galactic Tribe, we'll pop up there too. Hit our website hit our website up www.thegalactictribe.org to see what events we have coming up if you want to support us there are donation links if you want to buy a t-shirt there are also t-shirts at the same address i just gave to you and if you want to get involved you want to help volunteer uh, if you're a person of color and want to help develop our programming by all means hit us up directly and we can develop something in the future so uh yeah keeping the future forward y'all be well y'all be safe Stay warm if you're in Buffalo or just like any part that gets crazy weather, like 
somewhere in Montana supposed to be negative 24. It's insane out here. We're not out the we're not out the woods yet. We're not out the woods yet. We had a weird earthquake the other day. Just like just bundle up for this weather. Take care of yourselves. And until next time, we'll see y'all soon. Peace. was that earthquake right (laughs) yes and now i gotta edit out that fym because you forgot which you forgot what show you're on right (laughs) too many shows too many shows (laughs) too many shows too many shows it's right right at the beginning no i can take it out (laughs) sorry we'll come up with like a real funny sound for it maybe like a a toot or something uh <laughs> well now that you know the ground rules we, can just we throw definitely in the, set the those. sound of uh <laughs> M'Baku getting punched by Namor. That's the sound oh, that man. covers yeah. <laughs>